Blog Talk Radio. Into the Heart of Love, 
Decoding Love's Hidden Power. She is also the author of Hardwired to Heaven. Download your divinity through your heart and create your deepest desires and her earlier book, In the Key of Life, An Activational Journey to the Soul. Joan has a Bachelor of Science degree in biology and a Master of Science in science education. And she has facilitated numerous workshops. She has created integrative message therapy, and she's the founder of the Core Essence School of Self-Mastery. And I invite you to visit Joan's website, joanserio.com. And I am so delighted to welcome Joan back onto the show. Welcome back, Joan. Hi, Susan. Thank you. And I bet you're just kind of a sweating out there and <laughs> Oh, I my goodness, it's kind of a scrap together morning. It's like I was thinking during the music you might have heard a door slam. <laughs> it's like um it's it's that you know what? I think that's highly appropriate actually. I don't know if you could hear it. Yes, exactly. But, um, it's just been it's been that kind of a time, hasn't it? Where we just kinda um you know, we go with the flow, we go with what is before us in the time that we find ourselves, and that seems to be the right energy for the moment. So, so Joan, um, tell us, what, what say you about all of this energy right now that, that we find ourselves in the midst of? Well, it's interesting that you say that a door slams because... <laughs> it did. Um, in a way, yeah, in a way... Um, we have so much going on in August, and these two eclipses, the one coming up on Monday is going to be like the door slamming, and then the one on the mm-hmm. 21st is going to be like another doorway opening. So I think that's a very yes. appropriate yes. analogy to use for what's coming up. I mean, this is a jam-packed month of energy yes. that is heralding in changes that, you know, I think are just going to blow our minds. And I think some of us are already beginning to discover that. Um, I am. Am I? Um, I have this feeling, Joan, that right now it seems like we've been in transition forever. I mean, a lot of us have been in transition <laughs> and in transition yeah. and in transition, and now all of a sudden, some really interesting things are happening. This is certainly the case for my life, where you know I'm just seeing this huge boost of okay here's your forward energy this is what you need here's the environment and I know some are still in that transition but what about that we've just felt like this transition has gone on a long time and here we find ourselves now in this time and and what's next well I think um, you know there's so much hype around 2012 that we thought oh it's all going to happen then and when it didn't all happen in that year, <laughs> you know, I think we kind of forgot, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, we went through the doorway then. And what I feel this month is doing for us now is taking us into another level. And, you know, the the years that we have gone through, these five years since 2012, have been pretty rough for many of us. Yeah, and I and I think this doorway that we're going to step through is going to ease things a bit, and especially if you live from your heart and you have love as a guiding principle. Yes, yes, 
Yes, it it seems, you know, it, it seems like those of us, you know, we've hung in there through thick and through thin, and it's like there are things that are just coming together. And it's true, these past five years, they have been, you know, the word that tends to come to mind, it just popped into my head, is activational. Um, okay. They have... Mm-hmm. Yes, that that word, and I don't use that word very often. So that must be that's an interesting word to just pop in, and that that really yeah. feels. I I I can't even when when I look at my own life, it's changed so significantly in five years, and it's just been like setting the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I can think of is the hope we praise, the great purification. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, we have gone through yes. such a, I mean, I know I have such a cleansing yes. and, and, you know, going deep and not to say that it's done. I mean, that's a lot of what this lunar eclipse is about on Monday is going in again, yes. yet again, and clearing out the last vestiges of what we brought with us from our childhood and past lives and whatever else is. And um, to really, you know, um, it's like we're pressing our clothes and getting ready for, you know, the big event, you know. And we have to, we have to wash the clothes first, you know. We, we want to look our best. We have to wash the clothes and we have to iron them and blah, 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 blah. And that's what we're doing, it feels like, on this first eclipse. This, this, it, it's just jam-packed this month. It's not just the two eclipses. We have yeah. other things going on. And actually, you know, there's the Lion's Gate that already started on July 26th. So talking about yes, the Mayan yes. calendar and whatever, that is um, the planetary new year according to the galactic calendar. I mean, there's so many different calendars you could look at. And um, since by now, according to Carl Kalman and the Mayan calendar from 2012, we should be in universal consciousness. <laughs> so we know, you know, we're, we're off into the galactic calendar now. You know, we should be looking at things, you know, with that perspective now. And um, it's a new cycle. So we yeah. herald in the yeah. month with a brand new planetary cycle. And whenever this comes through, the Egyptians say, well, it was bringing through this light to constellate to Sirius, and we're getting these downloads. So it's, we're already in this energy, and it culminates on 8-8. So on August 8th... You know, a lot of people... That, yeah. Go ahead. Well, well, go ahead. What's on August? What's on August date? Well, that's that's when the Lion's Gate culminates. That's when it's right uh, the most potent, and that's the day you should focus on your life mission, your, your greatest heart's yes. desire. Yes. You know, a lot of people don't realize. I think there's so much focus, Joan on the eclipse later in the month, certainly in the U.S. And keeping in mind, this this audience is worldwide now, which I'm just so thrilled to to be welcoming guests worldwide. So depending on where you are right now, um, in some parts of the world, you know, we're anticipating this solar eclipse coming up later in August. And I think that, that maybe we do need to define some of these things that are occurring because there's this feeling of, okay, yeah, I've heard about that eclipse, you know, later in the month, but beyond that, um, 
there's a feeling of not realizing there's a lot more going on. Um, so maybe we should take a step back and really look at the Lionsgate. What exactly is that for for people listening who may not even be familiar with thinking about these things energetically? Well, you know, as I said, it's it's the marking of the planetary new year um, according to yeah. the galactic calendar, and you know. And the Mayans, you know, they said this started a new cycle. You know, when they went through their Sultan calendar, you know, they they always did it by the stars, you know, by celestial objects. Yeah. Um, right. And this Lion's Gate, you know, that's in Sirius, um, there's formation that comes through Sirius from the sun, and it's to accelerate yeah. our growth. You know, we're going through another evolutionary cycle, and it comes through every year, and, you know, the ancients were attuned to all of these cycles. And so they celebrated this time, and they knew the potency of this time. And if you look at uh, this year, it's always it always culminates on 8-8. Eight, eight. Um, you know, so numerologically, we look at that, well, what's an 8? If you turn it sideways, it's the infinity sign. Uh, yes. Also, yes. it's during the the time of Leo. We're in Leo. The sun is in Leo, okay? And Leo is the lion. It's the lion's gate, you know. Um, So it's all at the same time. And this year, if you look at the numerology of 8-8-2017, it's an 8. It's about empowerment. And I'm going to yeah. talk about a little bit of that later on. And then next year, it's, it's a 9, which is mastery. So this year is the year like, okay, you know, put your big girl or boy pants on and get moving. And next year is to be out there and and display your mastery and be the leader that we came to be. Because it's up to us. As the Hopi said, we are the ones we've been waiting for. No one else is going to do the work but us, but each one of us. And it's time to step up to the plate now. And I think that yeah, what this is about. It's, it's you know, as you said, the activation, it's really the initiation into this energy, into this portal, into a new paradigm. And I think that's what yeah. this whole month is about, energetically, uh, astrologically, that we are entering into this new doorway. And once we step through that doorway, the door does slam shut, and there is no going back. There is no going back. And whatever was is gone, and it's all about creating yeah. the meaning. So if you want, I can go yeah. back and yeah. talk a little bit about um, the basis of the eclipses, and then I can go kind of chronologically, if you'd like, through the month. And yeah, I think that would happen. be helpful, because I really I really think this is in light for others as well, that, um, you know, just to better understand what's what's happening right now. Yeah, so this month there are two eclipses. One will be on Monday, August 7th. It's a partial lunar uh, eclipse, full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius. And on the 21st will be the total solar eclipse in Leo, which has been called the Great American Eclipse, that will transverse the entire United States from coastal Oregon to coastal South Carolina. And what's interesting is this will be the first total eclipse since 1918, 
to cross the entire United States continent. And if you think about your history in 1918, you know, we're off to war, World War One, and it just, that seems yeah, to that was a kick off. Time. Oh, really? What a war. And just, um, you know, escalated the amount of um, horrific things we can do in war, it seems like. Um, and every 54 yeah. years, eclipses will return to a similar place on Earth. That's just way, you know, from the cycles and how they work. And it's interesting that it's a 54, which is a 9, which makes sense. Because 9 yeah. is about completion, yeah. you know. And then there's no coincidence in the universe here. And, you know, if you think about it, historically, eclipses were seen as omens, um, especially for the areas where the sun was darkened. That something is, you know, something's getting eclipsed from our lives. And it generally does happen for all of us individually, too. But, you know, there it's interesting. There's books about it. I saw um, several YouTubes about this in doing the research about these eclipses. But if you go back in history and you look at all these eclipses, and I'm not going to bore you with all those details. You can look it up and just search it, you know, even if you just want to do a YouTube video, you know, search on YouTube for, you know, history of eclipses and, and how they affect, um, societies and governments and all. Uh, for example, in 1963, there was an eclipse, and that was the year JFK was assassinated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that natal Saturn was right over Texas that day, on that day, and he was assassinated. I mean, it just, it's just uncanny. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen now. I'm just saying that as an example. But it's just uncanny how this works. And I'm going to talk about Donald Trump and his chart and what's happening because I know there's a lot of hype around that and from what I found. And I'm just going to, you know, just give a little bit of flavor on that. And I'm not here to say this is what's going to happen. I'm here to say that this is what right. I feel is what the energy is doing in general. All, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen because we're all creating this, especially now. Once we go through this portal, once we go through August, each of us, has been given the keys to the kingdom, and it's up to us to create this. I mean, even at a higher level than we've been doing before, and we all know that we've all been co-creators, but this is when we really step into the driver's seat. And things are going to change in that way, in a huge way, and people are going to finally feel a little bit more empowered than they ever have. Okay, well, let me go back now. Um, so as we go through the month, expect things to get a little bit more intense. So we already talked about the Lions Gate that started on, opened up on July 26th, culminates on the 8th, and then closes on August 12th. And now on Monday, on the 8th, on the 7th, excuse me, we have the partial lunar eclipse in Aquarius. Now, mm-hmm. this is when things get eclipsed from our lives because this is the full moon and full moons bring endings bring things to completion and so what is it in your life that you know needs to you know end and to let go of and I have to say that you'll feel the energy of eclipses two weeks before and two weeks after in the most intense amount but they last for at least six months and even more, and I'll talk about that when I get to the total solar eclipse. 
So you may have been feeling this partial lunar eclipse already. And so some things that need to leave your life may have already gone. Um, It's time to look within and see the shadow, do a lot of the shadow work and, and patterns and beliefs that like this has got to go. You know, all of that can yeah. get eclipsed now, which is really good thing. It may not feel comfortable, but this is where we do all the cleaning up and the preparation for the August 21st eclipse. So it's, it's an important eclipse to take the time, and if you haven't already started, to really get in and really start looking like what needs to go. But at the same time, there's, we may know, that we, our deepest dreams, you know, we know what they are. It's going to get clear. It's getting clearer. Like, what does your heart really want? If you haven't known, this is a time where you're really going to start to get clear about this. Like, wow, this is it. But it's not going to materialize quite. So you might say, oh, that's it. That's exactly what I want to do, but not yet. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. This is just the beginning. Okay? But and you have to realize it. You have to realize, oh, that's it, and start to feel in your heart, yeah, what it feels like to really want that, to desire that, to start to feel what it'd be like to do that. Okay, and that's an important part of creation. And we're creating from the heart now, as I wrote in Hardwired to Heaven. Anybody want to do that? Try the book, but. Um, that's what this is about. And it's interesting that this eclipse is in Aquarius and the one on the 21st is in Leo because they're opposite in the the zodiac wheel. And what these two signs are about are about the heart. Leo is all about the heart. It's all about passion. It's all about creative energy. And Aquarius is all about, you know, focusing on humanity and love and the higher vision of what things could be and seeing things from that higher perspective. It also can be a lot of detachment, and I say that it's good if it's compassionate detachment because at times we're going to need that. But that's what is happening around this August 7th eclipse, you know, because we're ending this world, we're ending what no longer serves us, we're letting go of those past patterns of um, having to figure things out because a lot of that can happen with Aquarius because it's a mental sign and it's air sign and that's mental. Leo is a fire sign. That's about passion in the heart. Uh, so, So Aquarians can get into, oh, trying to figure this whole thing out and, you know, to solve all of this. And it's not going to work that way. We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We have to balance the mind and the heart. But at this time, we're asked to go into that illogical, nonlinear place of the heart. (laughs) You know, you can't follow timelines. It's not A plus B equals C. You know, um, it doesn't work that way. And you do things that may not make sense in the moment, but you find out why you did it later on. And you follow your heart yes. and you do it. You know, I have found when I think about the heart and I think of the word courage and its relation to, to core, you know, and how um, I think of past years leading into this and how 
it seems that many of us have been developing our courage. And because we've been developing our courage, we've been expanding in some ways that are opening ourselves up to what we always, um, in some cases, may have have always wanted in a way. And I'll give a, a good example of my own. Is in the past five years or so, um, I have rediscovered my love of nature. And I had kind of lost track of that for a time and even had some fears that were keeping me from it. And because I worked through those fears, and this being a show about fear, because I worked through those fears, it set the stage for like a new paradigm in my life where I'm able to be in a space that I realize is very compatible with what I might have wanted as a child. You know, some of my core things that kind of got muddled (laughs) over time are coming back Mm -hmm. and growing and expanding. And, you know, um, and I find this fascinating. And you can only see it over the passage of years. You don't always see these things when you're right on top of them. But you see how one thing leads to another and you say, yes, you know, I could never be doing this if not for, you know, that expansion there, you know, some, some years ago or or whatever. And so it just it just seems like we are on an incredible growth journey. And um, I see this with others as well. And And you do feel... It's not just coming to fruition. I love how you say, you know, it's like we're done. It's not like, you know, we're done doing the work and here we are, we've arrived, you know. That's not what it's about. There's, we're being placed into situations where we can do the work that we really are called to do. And we're being placed into situations where we say to ourselves, huh, you know, maybe um, what what we our deepest yearnings or what we feel are most nurturing for us, um, those things are becoming clear. Like you said, we are we're coming to know ourselves better, both personally and in an expansive way, and the two are very much related. Yes, yes, exactly. Well put. Yes, that's what's happening. And and actually, the, the August twenty first eclipse is really going to ask us to you know, uh, step through that fear, like walk through the fear and uh, get yeah. that courage going. But, you know, you're up, you're on stage. It's, <laughs> so, well, let me go back to, to the calendar um, chronologically here because uh, another big player here I don't, I don't want to miss out on and I want to get to this big eclipse. If Mercury goes retrograde on August 12th, and don't we love Mercury retrograde? <laughs> <laughs> and what a time for Mercury to go retro, right? But it's no really kidding. requiring us. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, it's really requiring us to review our life. This is the great life review. This is if, you know, we were um, having a near-death experience and doing the, the life review. I mean, that's what this Mercury mm-hmm. retro feels mm-hmm. like. You know, um, really look at it, really see, like, is this... Is this who I am? Is this what I can do? Is this what my heart really wants to do? Or is it time to, to do this and let that go? Yeah. And is it this? 
because I think a lot of yeah. us are going to be doing this, this huge shifting. And like you said, we're going to this higher vibration again. We're going to this higher level. We got this light coming in from the lion's gate here, you know. So we're going to this other level. And, you know, at the same time, we can't rush into things. So this will slow things down. So this isn't going to be like, you know, and that's okay. Because if you want to build a building, you want to do it one block at a time, you know. You've got to build that strong foundation. You can't go and start putting up the joists without using a strong foundation. So, yeah, that's a good thing. You know, it could be a little frustrating, but it's a good thing. Now, also on the 12th, we're going to have the Perseids, the Perseid meteor showers, and it's going to be the brightest one in recorded history. It's just so I've heard this. I have heard this just recently. Yeah, yeah. So we've got all this light coming in. Okay, we have the lion's gate. We have this light from the Perseids coming in. I mean, it's just incredible. Even though on the 21st, and here it is, the total solar eclipse, the great American eclipse, the light gets eclipsed from all of the United States. You know, most of the United States is going to see some portion of the shadow of this. You're just about in the totality area of it. I'm but, very you know, close. I'm within a 25-minute drive of, of totality, maybe even less, although they say everyone's going to be driving there, and it could be like a four-hour drive. Oh, yeah. So there's a certain amount of chaos involved with this process, which I find interesting mm-hmm. if you're close to, yes. to, if you're very close. In fact, I'd love to reflect on that a little bit, this notion of being close to totality and what it's triggering and how you have to make a decision if you're in the zone where I am of, okay, am I going to be satisfied with being where I am which, you know, people are using percentages. I know another in another state in Colorado, a relative was saying, well, we're at 92%. I don't even know what I'm at. I'm yeah. probably at like 98 <laughs> or 99. I'm so close. But yeah, the you question then becomes, probably. is that, well, some people say you will. I have heard that there is a huge difference between absolute totality and almost totality and so you have to decide are you going to throw yourself into the chaos energy which means getting on the road and driving towards totality or are you going to just rest where you are and appreciate whatever it is that comes and to me there's a huge lesson there and there's this this tendency to want to race towards totality I could write a book the race towards totality and and you have to decide (laughs) Yeah, you have to. It's a it's a real decision. I know multiple people uh-huh. that are uh-huh. that are reflecting upon what to do because it, when it's so close. So anyway, it's just interesting in what it means symbolically too. Oh yeah, and there's been articles written about this too. You know, they're they're uh, what was it? In, I think it was in Forbes. They were talking about power concerns because of the darkness, um, you know, over an hour and a half or whatever, you know, uh, for all the solar panels. You know, when you think of, you know, a lot of solar power now. Oh, true, true. Interesting. Yeah. And that there might be gas shortages and, you know, and it's hurt that. Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, there could be chaos just from that. (laughs) Who knows? You know, it depends there on could, how people... You know, the, 
respond. The thing I'm noticing, Joan, though, is despite the surface-level chaos, which is what that is in a way, there's an odd thing mm-hmm. happening I'm certainly seeing in our area is I'm seeing a lot of cases where people are coming together. That's been my experience of the past month. Um, I was involved in a big community festival here, which I lead, and um, what I saw was people just not even not even giving a care to their differences, and you had pretty much total inclusion. I mean, that's what it felt like, is basically everybody coming together in a community. And it was a beautiful thing. And so when, you know, mm-hmm. earlier in the mm-hmm. show we talked about how sometimes these eclipses can herald some divisive things, you know, war and other harsh things. But but what I'm seeing is it's like we've beaten that that over and over it's like just it's just we're tired of of that and it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that that we let go of our ideals but it seems like there are forces at work that are stronger than that divisiveness and that and and that's that's really what what we're feeling here in the eclipse zone um and and it's a difference from some months ago it's definitely mm-hmm. changed, and and there's a lot yeah. of surface level stuff that you can hear, but what we are feeling in our hearts is different. I don't care what one's mind says; our mm-hmm, hearts mm-hmm. feel unity. And that's what this time is about, and that's what this is heralding, yeah. and that's the doorway we're walking through, and that's the only way we'll make it through these times. Okay. Coming together, you know, and uh, yes. with love as the guiding principle, as I say, and using love, as I talk about in the book, you know, as as what it is, as a tool, um, and living what our hearts tell us to do. I mean, I just imagine the world, because we haven't lived in it in a while anyway, and I'm sure it was like this a while back, but not in recent memory, where... Everyone knows, you know, it's been ingrained in the consciousness. It's all there in the DNA now. We all just, you know, we come into this world, we're in our bodies, la-da-da-da-da, and we know exactly what our heart wants to do, and we live it. And joy resides in the heart. You know, live your passion and find your bliss. And that's what the world yeah. will be. And we don't have to worry. Are there going to be enough people that are going to do this? Are going to have enough doctors? Are we going to have enough lawyers? Are we going to have enough eating? We don't have to worry about it. That's not, our, that's not of our business. Because the one heart, the great universal mind and heart, knows it all. That's all right. Don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. Just follow your heart. Yes. Yes. And we all get to live life you know, in harmony. That's it. You know, I have often so thought, Joan, that is at the basis the of a cashless society. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if we were yeah, ever to I'm have a cashless society, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and that's coming too. But, uh, uh, but it's okay. You know, there's going to be some things I'm going to talk about that are going to be changes that are coming up. But that's the thing to focus on. You know, that's really what this whole thing is about. And yes, this is what I call the bump in the road. Yeah, we got to go through. You know. Change isn't always easy, 
And, you know, and it's uncomfortable at times to go through things. And look at the, you know, the caterpillar that come, and he becomes a liquid goo before it becomes the butterfly, okay? So talk about transformation and what you have to go through. And we're in the goo, you know, we're kind of, the imaginal cells are waking up now and, you know, the wings are going to get, you know, we're, we're kind of getting all that goo off the wings so we can fly. That's where we are. Yeah. So, yes. um, so the Great American Eclipse, uh, as everybody's talked about it, um, is 28 degrees, 53 minutes of Leo. Why I say that, because a lot of people say, well, it's 29 degrees. Some people say it's 28, but, I mean, close enough, 28, 29 degrees, um, because it hits just about uh, right on Trump's uh, ascendant. He's a Leo ascendant. And it's exact with his star regulus, the royal star regulus. So we talk about, when I talked about with eclipses, you know, it affects the area where it's being eclipsed. So it's going to affect the U.S. in some way. And a lot of times it's not so good. You know, things get eclipsed. It brings change. It brings revolution or whatever. So, And it's usually for the leaders. Now, here it is. Leo is all about rulers and the, it's the sun, you know, and it's about kings and also, well, he's our king, not quote, unquote. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, Trump. I mean, he's the leader of the country. And he was born under a lunar eclipse. And now this one's affecting his chart big time. So here's two perspectives from two different astrologers. Because there's so much hype, but I thought this was interesting because this was different. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. So it's right on his ascendant, and it's activating the star regulus. And so what does that mean? And also his Mars, you know, is um, his is activated then too. Well, that could be, you know, Mars is the planet of war and uprises. Could be civil unrest, could be war, could be who knows, I don't know. You know, I mean, we don't know about that. But here's two unique perspectives. One from Carol Chaco. She says, um, during this total eclipse in the U.S., we will see Mercury and Regulus during the day that they're not usually seen during the day, which is quite interesting. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now here it is, this eclipse, this it's right on the star Regulus, okay? And you can see Regulus in the sky, all right? And because it'll be seen during the day, and because this eclipse is on Donald Trump's Regulus, on his ascendant, we may see a change in leadership, she's saying. Just one person's perspective. Interesting. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's another one. Yeah. Rick Levine. He said that Regulus rules the north, the direction north, and this star, because there's all these six stars that, you know, had all these meanings to the ancients, and this one was you would have success only if you avoided revenge. But if you go to that revenge state, then you fall from power. And I just saw those as two very different perspectives on this whole thing with Donald Trump. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I am not, you know, 
don't quote me on this, I'm just putting out the information that something's going to happen in the United States. I mean, it's going across the U.S. And I think what's going to happen is it's just going to herald in all this change, all this change that needs to happen because we see things falling apart. We can't even come up with a health care bill that will help Americans yet. We haven't been able to work together on that. I mean, there's just so much that needs to change, and we can all feel it. And I think this is the the catalyst. This is the passion that's ignites. And by the way, there's a grand trine in fire during this eclipse. So this is the fire that ignites us all. And for us, it gives us this courage, the passion to live our heart's desire, to move forward, and also gives us the thrusters, that boost, that whatever we wanted and we've been working on and just hasn't worked out yet, it'll finally take off. Amen and hallelujah, yeah. right? We, finally get to, we can finally get to live this. And um, I like there's, there's what's called saving symbols. And uh, this Elsie Wheeler was a clairvoyant, and she came up with a vision. She saw a vision for each degree of the zodiac. And so why I said the 28 degrees Leo, 53 minutes was important because I looked it up. And usually when you look up Sabian symbols, you look up the next degree up. And I looked at 29 of Leo and 30 of Leo, and I said, no, it's, it's definitely 29 of Leo. I have to read this. this, this. The vision is a mermaid has climbed to the rocky shore of a bleak coast. Now, the eclipse goes from coast to coast, and it's kind of rocky on the Oregon coast. She awaits yeah, the prince definitely. Who, will bring her, yeah, who will bring her immortality. So I'm just going to read the commentary of this. And this is from uh, Linda Hill's book, 360 Degrees of Wisdom. The mermaid okay. has climbed to the rocky shore of a bleak coast, shows a woman who has previously merely existed in the waters of life, and boy, hasn't it felt like that for a while for us. And now is ready to emerge into a more conscious existence as an individual in her own right. And there's that empowerment. And there's, there's the freedom and the independence that comes with Leo and Aquarius. She is willing to climb the rocky shore, no matter how bleak the coast may be. No matter how it looks right now in the world, we're going to climb that coast. We have the courage to do that. She may have to leave her home and pass behind, I know you'll like that one, in order to move into a new life, a new relationship, mm-hmm. or a new beginning of some kind. She will learn to better communicate her emotions, thoughts, and ideas. And being able to move more fully, verbalize and express herself, and to walk her talk, that's what we're being asked to do right now is walk our talk. She can find her place and sense of purpose the immortality that can be achieved in this new reality. And boy, does that sum up this eclipse. I couldn't put it any better than that. Yeah, very much so. You know, it seems something that I'm observing with this eclipse. And, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm going against the grain of the thing, is that... I, I I just I have this feeling 
it's as if it's binding us in a way instead of cutting us apart it's binding us together in a sense of it's something that is greater than ourselves and um or well or what we can expand into certainly and and it just i have this feeling just based on what i've observed so far as to how people are approaching it as it gets closer is it's going to change the way we're interacting with one another because it takes us outside of ourselves so so in a way i have to tell you i can't i'm almost resistant to hearing about you know the troubles of the day it's like we've heard it over and over and over and it's just i know they're important and but it's as if we're going to transcend that somehow yes and yes. and really yes. find where we need to go you know you mentioned the healthcare thing and i know that um that's a challenging area to needless to say but there's a reason why i find it challenging is that there's a tendency to say well you know that to become very polarized based on party about it and say well you know we're not going to allow that to happen some very extreme thing and then it becomes well now we can move on i've heard this more than once you know now we can move on to other issues and it's sort of like no i'm sorry you can't move on because you haven't solved it like you say we have not solved and and you know in the beginnings of the election process in the primaries there was honest talk about you know how what we have is not adequate and and so one can hope that we'll rise beyond this partisanship and really look at the problem at hand instead of um you know just saying well you know the worst didn't happen and so now we're moving on and we're just going to ignore you know vast segments of the population who are being impacted by something that's not adequate and so um and and you know that it it doesn't become a partisan thing to say well only one party's saying it's not adequate we're going to claim it's you know mostly adequate well you know what it isn't and that, you know there are many people living that and i've observed it firsthand including people who are employed that it's a disaster that the healthcare system is a disaster the deductibles are sky high for everyone and it's not adequate so anyway i don't want to get too deeply into that but we're being pulled together in a sense there's a group of us we're just tired of the partisanship and we want to rise above it so that we can really address what's going on. Well, and you know, yeah. What's pulling us together though is this chaos. Yes. That it is. The activation yes. that you're talking about. So, you know, you you like you know may not want to focus on it, but that's really what what's the catalyst. That's the word for it. That's it's the catalyst to bringing us together. So, you know, yeah. The outcome of this is that yes, we will live from our heart. We'll we'll we will work together because that's the way through this. That's why I say we're diving into love. This is it. That's what this is about. Yes, it's we're true. diving into love because that's, 
of all of this chaos because it woke us up enough to say, no more. You know, we have to do this now. And unfortunately, the way way things have worked, with the human psyche at least, um, is that, you know, you have to get things really bad before, okay, now i got to make the shift. Now i got to change. You know, now I'm ready and willing and able to do this, you know. And that's where we are as a collective. And so, you know, there's a gift in everything. Um, And, you know, I don't, it doesn't mean that everything is going to go away and it'll all be rosy. I don't see that happening for a while now. I think that we have a while to go through these changes. You know, like I say, change is uncomfortable. If we focus on working together and knowing that, hey, you know, we can create the world we want now because we're starting all over and just focus on that positively and just say, okay, well, what would, what would make sense here and how can we redo this? You know, it'll be okay. Yeah, but that's it. But there's more bumps in the road to go through till we get there. That's all I'm saying. And um, Yeah, no, I, and, I believe that. You know, and that, that's a good thing. You know, I mean, just look at it as there's a gift in everything, you know, and that's leading us towards this. And, you know, uh, there's going to be more earth changes. You know, eclipses generally, you know, it's, it's the science of it tend to bring in more hurricanes or earthquakes or tsunamis or volcanic eruptions or whatever, you know, it just tends to happen around these times. Um, And because it's going through the U.S., you know, we could see it here, you know. Um, Yeah. We can see that. Uh, And then we know there's stuff going on, you know, politically in this country and, and in the world. It's not just here. Look at Venezuela, you know, uh, things. It's just time for all of us. You know, there's no more borders, you know, no more borders. You know, since you said if we're going to work together, this is, this is what I used to teach. I used to teach workshops called Opening the Oneness. This is the time, you know. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm from the U.S., I'm from Yugoslavia, I'm from here. No, you know, we're all a child of the earth now. You know, we see things yes. from a higher perspective now, and we all work together. Those are just man-made borders. Or we're following the geology, you know, and the geographical boundaries, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we have an ocean between us, or we have a river between us, and so that divides the states, or that divides the continent, that divides the country, and whatever. So what? So what? We're all on the same ball. It's spinning through space, you know? Yeah, and yeah. We're all affecting that ball, you know, because of our heart, because all of us are connected to the unified field through our heart. And because all of our heart's electromagnetic fields are affected by and affect the earth's magnetic field. We are part of her and she is part of us, you know. And as we live, so we'll change things. As we live from our heart, everything will change. And that's the key, and that's why it all comes back to going into your heart. And that's what this whole season is about. And that's why it's just so potent and powerful now and important. Yes, yes. And, you know, what it is I don't want to focus upon are those things that I feel are not compatible with the heart, and that's it. It's that divisiveness. It's that surface-level 
tawdriness even. I mean, there's a there's a feeling, that shallowness that seems to, you know, have overtaken us um, in the beginning of the year and and for quite a while. And that now it's time to go deeper and find out, you know, what truly brings us together. And, and you know, not just here in the U.S., but as you say, on the planet and beyond. And And that's what I feel is happening. And it, it's it's something that will change us, and we can just um, we can feel it. it it's not easy because there's a there's a tendency to want to focus on all the the shallow stuff going on, and of course those things can affect us. I mean, look what's going on in North Korea. We have listeners here in South Korea, and I I just I want to welcome those listeners with my heart. I've seen. Um, them in the statistics and I think it's just wonderful those of you listening there and you know think about how fear could take hold if you lived in South Korea and yet somehow I think it's we have to realize we don't live in what some may call a conventional world that there is a higher reality and and I think that Mm -hmm. that's what these things are Mm -hmm. pushing us towards that knowing yeah. of, of that higher reality. Well, we, it's time to rise above, rise above all of it. Yes. You know, I mean, it's just, there's so much fear that's been forced down our throat from the media, you know, from all the hype that happens, um, you know, that people are running on adrenaline 24-7. Um, and it's time to just stop. And... Um, Say okay, you know, uh, we have this issue. Let's let's address it. And that's it. Yeah. You know, we have the tools. Yeah. We have the technology. It's it's amazing what changes are coming because of the advances in technology. It's just amazing. So and there's going to be so many changes, so many, and with it comes obviously the ethical questions. How are you going to use it? And how do you make sure it doesn't get used by people with, you know, other intent? Because it, yeah. it, there's just some powerful things coming down. Um, yes. In all, in all areas know, of life. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. They're able to grow organs from a couple cells, you know, onto this plastic thing, and then, and then the plastic dissolves, and you have a new, you know, so you can do analogous uh, organs, you know, to take grow your own heart and do another, have a heart yes. transplant no, of your own heart. That's amazing. You know? um, yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. there's just stuff that's happening now that, you know, I, I think within the next 10 years of that, this thing's just going to blow your mind. There's just going to be so many changes, and I think a lot of it's going to happen. And, you know, because a lot of this, I mean, Uranus is a big player in all that, and that's the ruling planet of Aquarius, and that's the sudden changes, and that's about science. Aquarius is all about science and electricity and all. <laughs> I mean, all this stuff could happen, like, you know, in a blink of an eye type of thing. And, that, and that's the age of Aquarius. You know, we did the show about we're entering the age of Aquarius, and that's where we are right now. So that's going to lead us in other directions and also give us other hope that, okay, we can take care of this problem now because now we have the technology that we understand it better or we can do this. And 
and and also how the internet has connected all of us too that we didn't have you know and what ten years ago certainly grown whatever I mean I, when you think about yeah, in the yeah. not in the really the you know in the nineties it was just appearing. And it's just, you know, now you can't even imagine living without it, and yet it's amazing. And, you know, I think I'm going to have to do another show on um, artificial intelligence. There's been a lot of that in Mm -hmm. the news, and I had a realization this morning. You know, I was actually involved um, in some early AI efforts in, gosh, when was that, 1985? I wasn't even out of school yet, and I was doing some work in that area. And um, it's interesting how that's evolving. And so that, but way too late in this show, that's enough for an entire episode to discuss what that really means, contrary to what um, people say from a fear-based way of thinking about it. But, but um, you know, here we are. We we seem to have come to the end of, of this show. Oh, my goodness, this one just went by so fast. And it, there's been much to talk about. I feel like we hardly brush the surface. Yeah, there is a lot. <laughs> a lot going but on. I'm, cer- I'm certainly thankful that you've been here and that we're jump-starting this show. Um, to the audience, it'll still be slightly slower than usual in August. I expect it really to get going in September, but expect occasional shows here coming up and and let me say thank you Joan and and I want to give you the opportunity to tell people about your new book and where they can find you. My new book is called Into the Heart of Love Decoding Love's Hidden Power that looks at love in a very different way from a, a very different perspective and it's very timely and you can get that um it's an ebook. The easiest way to get it is just go to my website Joan Serio J-O-A-N-C-E-R-I-O dot com and go to the page Into the Heart of Love. Or you can go to my books and products page, either page, and there's links to Amazon, Nook, Kobo, and you can buy any of my other books, Hardwire to Heaven or In the Sea of Life, from that website as well. Well, I I do hope people will continue to discover your work, Joan, because you have a remarkable way of integrating several disciplines together and, you know, really the most important discipline, which is that of the heart, which is that of the spirit. But you have a way of drawing everything else into that way of understanding. So, So thank you again, Joan. It's been, you know, really nice to talk to you again on the show. Well, thank you for having me again, Susan. All right. Well, take care and stay cool where you are. We'll need to stay cool here. I think it's warmer here than there, which is so unusual. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Take care then. Until next time. Uh, Just a quick note to the audience. I encourage you to follow the show on Blog Talk Radio. I always forget to remind you to do that because that's really important when we don't know exactly when we're going to have new shows is if you follow the show, you'll be emailed um, with an announcement. Also, go to FrontierBeyondFear.com for all of the archive and announcements of upcoming shows as well. And um, 
Thank you again for being here today. Now I'm mostly talking to those of you who have been listening to the podcast, and I always recognize you, and I really know that many of you are from various parts of the world, and that certainly touches my heart. Today we talked about a number of things that are impacting the U.S., but I know that you know wherever you are, these things, Um, They certainly have an impact on all of us, you know, how we are living from the space of the heart and how we can begin to transcend those limitations that have been holding us back. And, yeah, here is just a little promise for a show. I will be doing a solo show on artificial intelligence because I have some reflections I would like to share on that, even having come from the discipline of computer science, but also combining that with understanding the nature of reality and um, what that will mean as computers um, become more self-aware as we create programs that have self-awareness. And just to give you a sneak peek, well then, what are they going to discover? Because they're going to be able to statistically observe things that we can't see or we refuse to see. Many of their creators who are stuck in a materialist universe or a way of thinking about the universe that way may be surprised by what a self-aware program is able to actually perceive. So that is my little sneak preview for what I'm going going to be writing about and sharing about and talking about as we head into the fall, one of the things. Um, because many gateways are opening now, and I feel that in my own work as well. So you're going to be, I will be producing some things that will be new and different. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, Again, visit our guest website at joanserio.com. It's on the show page. I highly encourage you to visit her site and also frontierbeyondfear.com, where you can also easily click on the links to Joan and to other guests we've had um, going all the way back. Um, This show is in its seventh year and it is continuing, I am so happy to say. So take care, everyone. I will see you next time. 